0: This is today's business leaders, actionable advice from real world professionals. And now here's your host, Gabe Arnold. Thanks everybody for uh, tuning into this. Uh, Lisa and I are, as we talked about in a couple Facebook lives and some other mentions, we're going to be talking about some great time management resources. Um, She is the pro there, not me. I'm the guy who shows up to a meeting and I prepared for the meeting 30 seconds beforehand. So don't be like me, um, but <laughs> <laughs> with, with that out of the way. Um, I know today that Lisa is gonna share with us this really awesome technique that that she shared with me a couple of years ago, which dramatically changed my my time management and kind of how I approach things and just my productivity. And it is the the magic of the number 168. So take it away, Lisa.
1: All right. So um, when we spoke, when Gabe and I spoke, uh, we both understood that, you know, there's a lot of things that uh, Gabe wants to accomplish and um, that my clients want to accomplish only there's only so many hours uh, in the week. And it's easy to lose sight of that and just feel like you're not getting everything done thinking that um, you can expand time, but like you can't, bottom line is there's 168 hours in the week. That is it. And so, there's an exercise that I'm going to share with you in a little bit that Gabe and I walked through and that I walked through with all my clients to help put that 168 into two perspective. However, before you get there, you need to know what you really want to spend your time on. You want to be really clear on your goals in your vision, in your dreams, whatever word you use um, to mean that, but there's some people call it your big yes. Other people call it vision. Um, Some say goals, some say dreams, whatever. The idea is you need a guiding force to help you choose the things that you do each and every day. A lot of the clients I work with come in and say, I know my goals. I have them down pat. I know my vision. However, they haven't always looked at it recently. So I recommend checking it and redefining and adjusting like about every quarter. Everyone does it. The um, beginning of the, you know, uh, new year's resolutions, (laughs) everyone Mm -hmm. does it then. But you know, some people just take last year's and transfer them over to the following year and don't think a lot about it. So you want to make sure that you're super clear there. Um, And i want to give you a story about one of my clients her vision empower women that is her driving force on all the decisions that she makes. however when she first created her vision board and created her uh that knew that's what her guiding force was she was 20 and at that time no kids uh yeah no yeah, she's 20 no kids no family um and, and could travel the world. And so the way that she impacted the lives of women was from the international stage. Now she's 45, has kids, things have changed. And so her vision of empower Women had stayed the same, but she was feeling frustrated because the activities that she was choosing, she was feeling this conflict because she was choosing the same types of activities that she had done in the past, but it didn't fit in her life anymore. She didn't want to travel internationally. She wanted to be home. And so looking back at it, she was able to redefine. So the point to that story is whenever you've done your last time you sat and looked and have done your vision and your goals and your dreams, revisit it again with the story in mind and think about where you are at this stage in your life.
0: Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Cause like you said, in her case, you know, her vision or her kind of core mission didn't change, but the, the mode of getting there or the actual day-to-day tasks is completely different. And I think sometimes there's some things that you, could, you should probably consistently do every day, all the time, your entire life. But those are actually, you know, not that common compared to like, you may need to do something for a season. And like uh, Rachel and I just bought a new business. And so we're going to be, I'm going to be focusing, you know, a bunch of energy and, and time into it, which means other things have to be reprioritized my mission of empowering entrepreneurs and, you know, and obviously growing the business and, and serving and supporting my family hasn't changed. Like that'll never change. Um, that's definitely one of my core missions, like you said, but how I do that is going to be drastically different through the end of the year, this year, as it's going to be, like you said, first of the year or middle of next summer, I'm going to be on a completely different activity level. My, my mission stays the same, but you know, where I'm actually investing my resources, my time, you know, is going to be different. That's a great point.
1: Right. And yes. So that brings us then out of that theoretical, like what's the, you know, the big picture stuff to how do you actually get it all done? Yeah. So one of the exercises that I use with my clients and that Eva and I used is called the one magic 168. And what you do here is you list out all the areas in your life and how many hours you want to spend in each area so how many hours do you want to sleep each night and then multiply it out for the week Mm -hmm. how many hours does it take you to commute to where you work um, you know, Gabe and I are fortunate. It takes us about two minutes, if that, <laughs> to commute. All right, two seconds is more realistic. Um, so like our commute times not really long. <laughs> but oh, how? Wow. <laughs> yeah, I know, you're like, okay, I walked across the hall. Yeah. Uh, how many hours do you want to spend exercising? How many hours do you want to spend with family, with your um, spouse or partner, uh, community involvement, spiritual things? And then work. And I even break work out into like special projects. Uh, and what happens is you'll put out your hours of what you want. And invariably, people will come in over 168. Right. Uh, I recently had a client. At- Two forty something, <laughs> um, and I was like, "Oh, we're in trouble." <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> you know, it's not like wow. <laughs> and but once you know what you want and you see the data and the numbers, then you start to say, "Oh, I don't feel so bad that I was feeling so bad," because it's not possible. Like I want to do eighty more th- hours worth of stuff or seventy more hours worth of stuff than what I really can. Um, that gives you the data so you can take the emotion away mm-hmm. and so that you can start making decisions. Yeah. And at that point, you, things have to go or adjust or change. It doesn't mean, um, you give up on your goals and your dreams. It just means you now are living in reality where we yeah. all are with 168 <laughs> hours. So I know Gabe that you, um, there are a couple of things that when you did this exercise that were impactful for you,
0: Yeah. The one thing, well, number one, just doing it and realizing that, you know, I I was, I think I was at 200 some hours probably when I started and realized, Oh, like, you know, unfortunately I can't create extra time. You know, that was obviously just the basics of it. But then there was another thing that you did that was really helpful to me because, um, the business we just bought will be my third active business, but I usually have two or three businesses going one primary and a couple smaller ones and things that we buy and build and sell. Um, and, and I was trying to, in the beginning, I was doing it wrong, of course, because that's how I usually start out. And uh, I was trying to figure out, okay, how can I, you know, sleep for like six or seven hours? That's usually plenty for me. And then, so say I have 18 hours left, how can I fit in everything else I need to do personally and professionally and work on all these projects at once? So like an hour for this project now or this, and, I, and it was just super fragmented. And you pointed out something really, you know, really helpful, which was, you know, instead of, Just working inside the 168 for the week, then stepping back another level and looking at the month and saying, oh, well, maybe, you know, the week week one of the month should be primary for all, you know, my business marketing engine, you know, work I have to do. Week two can be primary for this focus and just kind of looking at the macro again and then dive and then kind of managing that way. So having like a focus week of the month gives me lot of continuity. So I can sit down for days at a time and work on things, which is, you know, is, is hugely productive when you batch things like that. So that was, that was really, really helpful.
1: And you know, that solution that gave that works for Gabe won't necessarily work for everyone. Um, and so you need to find the pieces that work for you. For some people, they look at this and they're like, Oh, okay, well, I'm going to delete out things because they're really, when I look at them in terms of value with the other things on my list, I don't want them anymore. Mm-hmm. Other people, their aha here is, holy cow, I want to do all this. How do I do? It? Well, I can't do it alone. I have to delegate. I have to bring yeah. in our song. Yeah. Uh, you know, it varies. The solutions vary, but it starts with knowing what's there. The other piece of this is sometimes people come back and their number's like 120, and they're like, I don't understand. There's still 48 hours left. Why do I feel like I'm not getting anything done? Yeah. And But that's a whole nother a whole nother challenge, but again it's it's rest and data. Mm-hmm. So when this happens, it's a great time to figure out how are you actually spending your time. Um because maybe you think um you're on your email a half hour a day and you're really on it three hours. So when you did the one sixty eight you allotted you know five hours a week for email when in reality you're on there, you know, closer to twenty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, and so you because we tend to underestimate how long things that we don't like to do are going to take. <laughs> uh, you know, we were like, Oh yeah, no, that's just going to take five minutes. <laughs> or we go flip to the other side and r- vastly overestimate. Uh, yep. Just run up, a- do a timer. I- it doesn't have to be anything fancy. Like you can use rescue time on the computer. It'll tell you where your time's going for sure. But mm-hmm. you can just set a timer to go off every hour on your phone and you can just use a little, uh, excel spreadsheet and just say okay i spent about 20 minutes in email i spent about you know 30 minutes on the phone and whatever it is it don't give you it don't even do it you don't have to do it forever a couple know. dates gives you a good guide on what's going on uh and so there's those so there's the people who are over there's the mm-hmm. people who are under and there are people who feel like they're right on yet they still aren't getting um they still feel like crunched for time yeah. either way it's okay. Because you have the data and then you just start moving the pieces around until they work.
0: Yeah, no, that's a great point. And the other thing of just like mapping out a plan, like it's just like budgeting financially or making financial forecasts or things like that. Even though my 168 plan, I never hit perfectly every week. I mean, I wish I did, but even though I don't hit it perfectly every week, it makes me consciously aware of my goals for my time. So, Work is pretty simple. I, I could work all day, and I love working, so that's not that hard for me to like plug in and do work. But, but in reality, what's what I put first in my my one sixty eight list because I just did this again a couple of weeks ago because I knew we were doing this, and I, I I try to do it periodically to keep on track. Like sleep is like first on my list because like if I don't sleep, I can't function. So <laughs> um, then my time with my family is next, you know, above work of course, and so that's my true priority. And it's nice to put it in order of, you know, how I need to spend my time. So then, you know, I want to spend a couple hours a day with Rachel. I want to spend a couple hours a day with my son. And it's nice to just have that in mind so that I don't necessarily have to know what Arliss and I are going to do today, but just purely the fact of I intentionally want to spend a couple hours a day with him changes how I think and the decisions that I make. And it doesn't let me like fill up my full schedule with work because then I wouldn't be matching my true priorities. So just having it in mind, even just the mindset shift makes you more intentional and then more productive because you cut down the time. Like I don't want to work 20 hours a day. I like working, but I don't actually, you know, I have other priorities on that. And it just helps me think better about what I'm doing. <laughs>
1: Well, and I think the 168, I I look at it kind of as a cross between um, if you're familiar with David Ramsey's financial piece, he talks about um, telling your money where to go. You decide where your money's going to go. And this is you decide where your time's going to go. So I feel Mm -hmm. like that 168 has a piece of that in it, but it also has a piece of Stephen Covey's, uh, the big rocks and the little rocks and his first first, because you're being proactive on this is what I want. And you're understanding this is what I want. And here's reality. Right. <laughs> it's not the same. So how am I going to bridge the gap?
0: Right No, that's, that's the best part about it. It really, it really helps me, you know, measure what I have available, but also exactly like the the big rocks, you know, you put in the big pieces first and then all the little stuff can fill in around it. And then you're not feeling like at the end of the week, either not knowing what you did all week. Cause I've had that happen to me plenty of times. Or knowing what you did and you were super busy and you didn't accomplish anything meaning, meaningful and then you know part of happiness in life is accomplishing meaningful work and so it's it's key to know what is meaningful to you and then actually dedicate time to doing it so that's why this exercise has just been game-changing for me so
1: awesome. I'm glad
0: Terrific. Well, um, what are we going to talk about next, Lisa, in our next episode?
1: So next, we're going to talk about distractions and how they can derail you. So you have your plan. 168 is all about having a plan Mm -hmm. and knowing how you want the world to look. But then you're in the real world and it doesn't, as Gabe said earlier, won't always go according to your best plan. And one of those things is distractions, Mm -hmm. whether it's people or a client I spoke with yesterday. She's like, yeah, my distractions are all totally me. She's like, I am my own (laughs) biggest distraction. So we're going to talk about both of those things (laughs) on our
0: next next episode. (laughs) All right. Terrific. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in and for listening. And uh, we'll be doing the next episode here shortly. As always, um, you can comment down below. You can reach out to Lisa or I via email or on our Facebook pages um, with any questions because we're going to be answering everything that comes in. And so thanks so much for the time, Lisa. This is super valuable and super helpful to me and everybody else as well. So thank you so much.
1: Thanks,
0: Gabe. You've been listening to Today's Business Leaders with Gabe Arnold. Remember to subscribe on iTunes. For more information, visit todaysbusinessleaders.com.